You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 31, Europe at War, part one. Hello and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Stephen. And a thousand miles over there to my right is another host, Mr. Ed Moore. Howdy, folks. Damn fine to be here. So this is our banter segment. And banter. We know uh, because we're starting to get to be old pros at the banter. And we know we've banter. got the book that tells us what we should talk about. So subject right. number one, right. how's the weather over there? Uh, it just turned to winter. Yep, same with um, us. Been, been hovering just above freezing for the past three or four days. Today was particularly nasty. It was just, it was a little bit warmer, like 35, 36, but it rained like buckets all yeah. day long. So that, yeah. that always seems to make it feel colder. That's kind of what it's done here. We had a, 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 a light snow overnight, and then it's just been wet today because of it. Yep. All right. Yeah, we haven't really gotten any. If we have gotten snow, it it uh, snowed and then just blew away real quick or anything. It's not been anything, yeah. any substantial at all. But yeah, it's just been cold and and windy here. I love the snow, but uh, ever since the our second winter here, maybe it was when it froze, and I stepped out on the porch one morning and said, "Ah, those steps look fine," and uh, slid oh. off the porch, and uh, yeah. I've, mm. I, we always, we usually always have a, a, a thing of de-icer ready for the winter, but mm-hmm. we don't, we don't have any right now and I need to get some because it worries uh, me. Yeah. You better get some because you, it, the, the weather knows yep. that you don't have any and you're going to get caught. Well, we have a back door with no step. We can, I could go out the back door. That's on, you know, ground level, come around the house. I can, I can do that okay. if, if necessary, but that eh, seems, that sounds like a lot of work. So uh, <laughs> do you mind if I, uh. <laughs> Uh, suggest a a podcast real quick. No, go ahead. uh, It it actually ties into Superman. Uh, It's called Stealing Superman. Um, I just wanted to throw this out there because I've been having a lot of fun with this this podcast. It's a iHeartRadio original podcast. And uh, here, I'll just read you the the description real quick. Um, It was the most unlikely art heist of all time. Join some improbable detectives and one determined comic book dealer as they investigate the mysterious theft of the most important comic in the world, a comic stolen from Nicolas Cage. And uh, I think episode four for, for anybody watching live episode four actually lands tomorrow. Um, by the time this episode comes out, I don't know. I think we'll be they'll. If they go past six episodes, then episode six will land. We'll be dropping. But, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like one of those true crime podcasts, but it's about mm-hmm. uh, Action Comics number one. And that wasn't the only book that got stolen from him that night. Apparently, it, there there were a couple of couple other books. I think uh, Detective Comics twenty seven was taken as well. And uh, and he's never found him. I think somebody returned his Action Comics number one. I feel like I read okay. that somewhere. I don't know. I'm trying to avoid spoilers. Right. Spoilers. Because <laughs> like, I'm yeah. really having fun with the show. There's a lot of twists and turns and and just learning how he uh he he just didn't really secure those comics very well. And it sounds like somebody came in during a party and just kind of walked out with them. They were 
they're, ah, they were, we they're displayed in these custom frames that, that are, that, that do lock and have alarms on them. But apparently he likes to show them off. So he, he would leave them unlocked a lot. So, okay. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty fun podcast so far. If you, if, if, if you're not listening, uh, go check it out. Cause it's a, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Well, cool beans. All right. Well, let's get into this book then. Uh, we are going to be talking about a little story called Europe at War, Part 1. And this appeared in Action Comics number 22. It was written by Jerry Siegel. Pencils by Joe Schuster. And inks by Paul Cassidy. Uh, Action Comics number 22 has a cover date of March 1940. But according to Mike's Amazing World of Comics, link will be in the show notes. Uh, they show an, a, an approximate sale date of January 23rd, 1940. And uh, let me tell you what happened in this story. And this is a synopsis that, that comes from Mike's Amazing World of Comics. A European army of Torrens, which totally fake. None of these countries are real. Uh, they invade the lesser nation of Galonia, igniting a war. Clark Kent and Lois Lane are sent to Europe as war correspondents. Aboard the steamer Baranta, Clark saves the life of a foreign actress, Lita Laverne, from an assassin. Later, Clark catches Lita engaging in espionage. Clark has a chance to speak with Lita at a reception after they reach Europe. The brief interview confirms Clark's suspicions but the reception is interrupted by a raid conducted by a bomber. Clark, as Superman, deals with the plane and then follows Lita. He learns of a scheme to attack a neutral ship in order to bring the democracies to the side of the aggressor Torrens. Superman defeats the submarine and exposes the plot and Lita. Ed, what'd you think of this one? Uh, this one was a little bit more um, grounded, a little bit more spy-y or spy-ish or whatever the adjective would be. Um, then, uh, well, it, particularly then really the next three. Yeah. Um, but also of a lot of the previous stories. I mean, he still did, you know, some some super stuff, but uh, the story itself just seemed, I don't know, it just felt more grounded. Yeah, um, I find it interesting that uh, the last time we did this, uh, the, the the live show, uh, we we talked about four stories, and each story per episode got progressively better. And it's like by that mm -hmm. by that last one, which is going to be what episode thirty. That story mm -hmm. was we were just having a ball with that story, and I think that's the same thing's going to happen tonight. Um, yeah, going from that would have been what action comics 21 with the, right. the, the freaking the, the ultra humanite who, whose brain right, right. is in the body of a female famous actress and, and all that crazy stuff that happened in that issue to go from that to this, it's almost a bit of a downer because it, this, this felt very pedestrian compared to the, the previous issue. Just by itself. Yes, just correct. this yes. story in a vacuum. Yes. yes, you're right. Compared to 
just the one if you know if we had been reading these month over yeah. month just last month's story man yeah. yeah and then this one and you're like oh wow but but that's because this is the slow burn portion mm-hmm. of a story that actually will continue over the next three installments yeah. so if you know if starting here things are going to ratchet up again over the next couple months particularly since when action comes out, it will come out in the same month as, I don't know, one of these two mm-hmm. books. And so, you know, you get all of that and yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just by itself, it's it's kind of a, you know, a wah, yeah. wah when you get done with it. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Uh, but just in comparison. It had its, it had some fun moments. I liked when uh, Clark uh, spied the assassin on the boat, saw him with his, mm-hmm. with his supervision. And takes him out by taking what the what are those things called the 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 pin something pin off of the boat pinion uh, let's see right here or right, right here a belaying belay yeah belaying pin, pin. Belay and pin. just freaking knocks the guy out of the crow's nest or wherever he was perched with his rifle and I I really like that and uh, and I also found it funny and we we've, we've talked about this before um, Joe Schuster. When he he's drawing women, the only way you can tell them apart is when he changes their hair color. And so mm-hmm. when Clark bumps into Lita Laverne and he's like, oh, she looks very exotic. I'm like, no, she looks just like Lois, who's standing right next to uh, yeah, you. Right. And there were times <laughs> in this story that I'm like, is he talking to Lois or is he talking to Laverne? Because, you know, the, the 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 cuts between scenes, there were a lot of really quick scene cuts in 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 this story and and all the all four of these that we're going to be talking about tonight yeah um let, let me jump in and say that this was probably drawn by paul cassidy mm, okay not not schuster uh from a lot of the stuff that i read okay. not that that changes what you're saying right. because cassidy does the same thing yeah. and something that i think i have noticed is that paul cassidy has this tendency in females and it's very evident in this story that the females in his world do not have a nose. Yeah. I'm not sure how that works, but, uh, but Schuster uh, typically has drawn, I think the nose he, yeah. I mean, the, the, what is it? A, a tenth of a second more in the illustrating just to yeah. do something to, you know, de no, de nose. And yeah. Anyways, to, to put a nose on yeah. there. Um, but yeah, all of these, uh, these women in this story in particular, eh, very, very little noses, yeah. if any. So there, the one thing I did make a note about in, in regard to this story, um, currently you are tracking whenever we have a moment in a story where Superman hangs from uh, a ledge yes. is what we're looking for. Uh, There's my list. Yeah. But we're also counting times where he hangs from a building. It doesn't have to be like Hang, a ledge. Hangs. Yeah, he's hanging from right. something. Yeah. Well, over the past week, I have been kind of going through all these all these stories. I've been pulling out panels and whatnot because I've been kind of redoing a lot of the the episode artwork that goes on the website. And I I, I found something that when, at first I thought was was happening in like every other freaking issue. And then when I went back through them to to get uh-huh. examples, I really actually only found four. But I'm going to go ahead and start tracking this because it happens oh, okay. in Uh-oh. this issue. There's a panel in this issue um, where Superman is standing alone and he's saying, someone's coming. That happens three other times 
in these Superman books before we get to this. The first time is in Action Comics number 14. The second time is during Superman and the Skyscrapers in Superman number two. The third time is in Action Comics number 19. And then the fourth time is this time here. And uh, in fact, let me, I have a, I put a little graphic together. I don't know if it'll let me show it. Uh, it's not going to let me do it. Oh, well. Here it is. Panel 74 when he's on the roof. Yeah. So, but I, I, I had okay. just, I had been going through and pulling out panels to put these, these different, uh, art, you know, art for the website. And I kept running into this. I, it felt like I, I found like 19 of them. You know, I kept mm -hmm. running into these panels where he's going, someone's coming. And, uh, but no, I, I only, when I went back through, I only found four. But it's something that I, I'm going to keep an eye out for, and I'm going to start tracking okay. him, and we'll probably never see it again. Eh, it'll come up sometime. I was, it'll be, it'll be a place. I was really disappointed today when I, when I went back <laughs> through, because I thought I was going to have this great thing, and it was like four <laughs> times, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question about the very first panel, that opening splash panel. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yes. What what is dude whipping a dude have to do with this story? Nothing at all. We've that, okay. yeah, that's that's happened in a lot of these. The with the the opening splash panel. You know, we you know, I, we had the one where the the bridge was collapsing or you know, and mm -hmm. the, the the elevated train and he he saved him and then went into the story from there, but most of right. these have been yeah, nothing at all to do with I don't know. This one just really stuck out yeah, to me. Yeah, it's because, a weird one. I mean, yeah, it's like uh, I I don't know. Maybe it, it pulled maybe from the newspaper strip or so. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't know. But it's like you know what? Why do you have this piece of art laying around that you can put in here to use? It's, it's weird. Yeah, because you can. It's you, a World War Two story, yeah, and you almost <laughs> don't notice Superman up there in the corner jumping because yeah, yeah. the figure of Superman is so small. And then the the text box, you know, this is that this is the the splash panel where they do the whole faster than a speeding bullet thing, but mm -hmm. they have yet to condense that. And I'm sure it's probably the radio show or the TV show where they right. they condense that. But this one actually has um, a, a moment, and I think they use the the same text in the next issue as well. They're mm -hmm. they're repeating themselves because it says leaping over skyscrapers running faster than express train and then springing great distances and heights. Well, we already got that from the <laughs> jumping over the skyscrapers. You know, it's like they, they really want us to understand that he can jump far. Right. I just thought that was weird. Lifting and smashing tremendous weights. Yeah, this is, yeah, I, I found that was weird too. I just kind of went, well, what's going on here? There's a, the dude's literally tied to a post and another guy's whipping him. And, you know, yeah, it could be, uh, uh, a soldier from one army who has captured another soldier and is trying to maybe I don't know torture information just, out of him. But yeah, it's we don't always get in that panel what's you know any connection nope. to the story itself. It's just like a here's an exciting thing that Superman's doing while we describe how exciting Superman is. All right, so. uh as we're moving through here on the next page is where we get to, right? The next page. Yeah. The next page is where we get to your, your man being hit off the, 
the ropes, whatever he's holding on to by uh, <laughs> yeah. Clark throwing the blade yeah. pin, knocks him into the ocean there. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. He's trying to trying to get a beat on uh, Laverne. When I and I love, I I don't know if this is considered cruise wear. What he's wearing there with the 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 plaid suit jacket and the white pants and right. the, the white vest. I mean, there's a dude behind him at one point that's almost wearing the exact same thing, except for his his plaid jacket is green. Now he ha- he's he's pretty done up because he's got. A vest and a shirt and tie on. Yeah. And then later that evening, though, he eschews all that for just a dress shirt with a bow tie. Yeah, I think he's wearing a tux. Uh, m- more formal, yeah, I guess. He might be wearing a yeah. tux. Because it's, it's evening be. wear. That's his that's Yeah, his and, well, yeah. yeah. Here in the next panel below where he first shows up in this blue outfit, you see it's a vest and a jacket, whereas... Yeah. In the first panel, it looks just like a jacket. But yeah, he's got a, a vest and a jacket on. Yeah. And he's always, you know, very typical of the, when you, when you see movies set in the, in the, in this time, he's, he's always walking around with his, his, his hands in his pockets with his, his, his jacket behind his hands. You know, you, this seems very typical of, of, of men from that time. You always saw him pacing with their hands in their pockets. Now, here in panel 24 is another scene of him uh, dressing or undressing. Yeah. Here, I guess he's dressing. Yeah. Putting clothes on over the, yep. the Superman outfit. Yep. Yeah, those are always funny. It's, it's, more, it's, it's more funny when he's in his apartment and just casually lacing up one of his Superman boots to go out on patrol. I just, I just find those panels funny. Yep. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I, really, just just not a lot of outstanding or or standy outy outstanding kind that makes it sound like I'm I'm bagging on it, but I'm not. It's just it, it's very spy, yeah, World War Two ish. Although it, it's not World War Two, but it's emulating that with the with the bomber. Now I will say. The the airplane, the the bomber that they draw, and the submarine, I, I thought those were pretty well yeah. drawn. Uh, yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't. The where, the way he takes out that bomber is really actually pretty cool. You know, because he yeah, what, he literally jumps he into his path, one? grabs onto the wing, and then just sticks his hand in the propeller. Yeah, <laughs> just trashes one of the yeah, propellers. It's pretty awesome. And then. Um, it comes back after him and that's where he grabs the wheel and it almost looks like he pulls it down, right. but he just hangs on until it comes yeah. down. And when he can, t- yeah, see, I'm, yeah, I'm once not he has sure. his feet on the ground, I'm not sure how that works because the airplane would still be moving. I know. Yeah. I know. He, he throws the airplane. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, l- l- allow me to suspend disbelief yeah. here momentarily yeah. <laughs> and read that. Um, yeah, uh, it just, you know, taking the, taking the, uh, submarine's own torpedo and, and waiting until it ran out of juice yeah. and then throwing it back at, rather than just turning it around. Yep. I mean, you know, all he had to do is turn it around and let it go, but no, he's like, no, I'll, I'll wait until it runs out and then I'll take it and, and fling it at the submarine. Yeah. That's like, a, well, that's a funny looking sequence. Cause he's. He's literally he riding the the torpedo like a, a bucking bronco. He has the one hand in the air, 
like a like mm-hmm. a like a you know a rodeo guy would and then when it stops he's just casually sitting on it you know like he's like he's drinking tea hey that's kind of a a big spectator sport out your way isn't it it can be yeah we have the uh, the american royal in Rodeos. kansas city every year okay and in, and in fact um it's a it's i don't i don't know if they still do it but each uh, whatever year in grade school it was third fourth grade uh, each of my kids, there was a field trip that year that, and we always went with them because. Oh, to that? Yeah. You'd, they'd, oh, there, cool. there was a, a thing that would happen beforehand where we'd go to all these different exhibits and talk about, you know, milking cows and. Uh, okay. And there was always one setup where they had a dog that would, like a sheep dog, and it would uh, uh, corral up a bunch of uh, uh, animals and chickens and stuff. It was really neat. Oh, it was really neat to cool. watch. Oh, okay. Now, is is Kansas, is it a big enough, it, is rodeo big enough in Kansas that it is like a uh, letter uh, varsity activity at colleges, uh, some of the different events? I don't know. It's, okay. if it is, it's not something that, I mean, we, there, there's a, a, a church outside of town um, that is like a, literally a rodeo church because they have. You know, it's a freaking church, but they have a big rodeo pin and they, oh, that's, next to it. Okay. I, I don't know what rodeo has to do with, with worshiping God, but there's, there's somehow they make that connection and they, they've made a, a church out of it, but it's not, um, not something that I'm aware of as far as, uh, okay. culturally kind of a big thing. I don't, I don't, I'm sure my, my kids probably know some kids that they went to high school with that maybe were really into it, but. It never yeah, I know. I know there is a collegiate circuit, but I'm not sure yeah. where exactly in the country it is and what what universities are involved. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's around here. It's got to be uh, because of definitely not to, not to Royal disparage and, because no, I enjoy watching it. Uh, when, the the roping events and the yeah. uh, cut the the cutting horse where where they ride and they go real. Close yeah. around the, the yeah. barrel and as close you to know. the barrel as they can without touching it. Yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now others like the the riding the bronco or riding the steer. Eh, they, those are entertaining know, to a kinda, point, but that's you and know they, they they basically have something wrapped around uh, their freaking jewels that yeah yeah the uh, the male organs there and yeah <laughs> it's like you would too when when we did go to the American Royal, you know they we did the thing. You know, there was always a thing during the the first part where, again, we would go around and learn different agricultural type things. But then it always ended with like a, a, a school level rodeo events. And so there were kids from, uh, you know, not, you know, somewhere outside of Kansas, but there were kids locally that that, you know, I, I didn't know any of them, but from grade school to high school that that were competing in this so okay it yeah it is it's just not something that since my kids aren't involved in it it's it's i have no idea how big it might might or might not be now those those aspects that you're describing of the uh the more educational aspects of of that trip that sounds very similar to what we do over here um akin to 4-h yeah yeah, we got 4-H okay. around here too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. that's the that's more the kind of stuff that the yeah. the kids do over here. 4-H yep. seeing yep. actual hands-on kind of aspects of 
whatever the type of culture is that they're wanting to, to pass yeah, on to four, the kids. 4-H so. is, is, is always, has always been big around here. In fact, okay. uh, the county that we live in, there's a, a 4-H fairgrounds. And uh, they would have a, a county fair every year. And and uh, there's a, a very uh, a small comic book convention that, that happens in one of the buildings on the, the 4-H fairgrounds every oh, year. Cool. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, guys, that is our 4-H talk for this episode. Yes, uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, so uh, we are just about at the end of this story, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah. After the submarine is destroyed, uh, that's pretty much the end of it because you have a panel here that has the specter in it. And yeah, in he that does. this is not a specter book. Right. You know. I do like here, though, It it I had to go back and read it to because I, I almost kind of glossed over it there on the last page because – he takes out that submarine and then it's like suddenly he's he's throwing something off the boat that explodes. And I, I was like, I missed something here. No, he 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 spies a freaking sea mine out in the ocean and he grabs up a lifeboat and throws it at the mine and the mine explodes. I thought that was kind of cool, too. <laughs> kind of out of nowhere. But yeah. I guess yeah. that's just um, trying to emphasize the, the state of war. Yep. I mean, we've had bombers, yep. we've had submarines and now we have um, mines. Yep. So, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's like you said, it's, it's a, it's a good, uh, knowing that knowing what's coming next, um, the next three stories that, that all kind of tie in together to a certain extent, you know? Yeah. Uh, taken by itself. Eh, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, it's very strange how this, uh, Superman really kind of walks back and forth between. Uh, especially at this time, because, uh, you know, for the first 15, 16 issues of Action Comics, it was very, you know, mob, uh, mm -hmm. racketeering, that kind of stuff. And then the Ultra Humanite comes in and it, and it, it, it still takes a couple of appearances from the Ultra Humanite before it just kind of gets really like almost hardcore sci-fi. Right. And now, right. now it's like, He's he's stepping back and forth between, um, well, in this is in this issue a, a war story, and mm -hmm. then eventually we get back into some really hardcore sci-fi again. And so, yeah, I, I'm finding that when I, I I start an issue and realize oh this is this is a war story or a, or just a just a mob story, it's uh, I'm not as excited anymore. I just the uh, the when they when they just really dive into that sci-fi stuff it's it's so good it's so fun well now i will say this story and the next one are apropos for the month of november because because november is the uh informal informally titled war comics month yeah so okay uh we're we're, we're participating all right there we go this is our 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 we should get a participation medal all right well yeah, everybody does nowadays, but yeah. that's that's neither here nor there. All right. Well, uh, anything else you want to say about this one? No, sir. I'm good. All right. Let's wrap it up then. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the Superman Super Show. If you want to drop us a line, I, blah, blah, blah. if you want to drop us a line, ask us a question, or just provide some feedback in general, you can send an email to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Twitter under the handle at Soups super show come join the fun over at the forum at forum.justanotherfanboy.com all that's in the show notes so 
it's you know just just grab it there it's all there uh so until next week folks my name is steven and that's ed and this was the superman super show bye Tra -la -la -la. i don't know what that meant Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.